Welcome to the Pruleith Culinary Institute podcast. I'm your host, Adela Stieler van der Westhuizen. Join me as we explore the fascinating world of food through interviews with chefs, chefs in training, farmers and producers. We will be talking ingredients, techniques, recipes, history, trends, health, sustainability and even the odd bit of politics. But it will all be about food. In 2011, the then Prelude Chefs Academy formed a partnership with Alma La Scuola Internazionale di Cucina Italiana, Italy's premier culinary academy, to train South African chefs in the art of authentic Italian cuisine. Since then, we have sent close to 30 South Africans for an international experience to master Italian food. Talking to me in this episode about Italian cuisine and studying culinary arts in Italy is Chef and Alma Ambassador Carlo Maria Ricci. Welcome, Chef Ricci. Hello, Adele. Thank you. How are you? Oh, very well, very well, especially if we can uh, meet up with our Italian friends. Um, we've had a long-standing partnership with Alma, as I've just mentioned, Chef Ricci. But what is the aim of Alma's international program and how many partners does this uh, program include? So uh, Alma has uh, 20 international partners, which can be better described as other culinary schools uh, that very much share Alma's ethos. And the idea of the program is to, I mean, from Italy, spread as much as possible the ethos and also the actual ideas and concept behind Italian cuisine, which can be very different when approached from inside rather than outside. And at the same time, he's trying to build a relationship with these other schools so that the know-how, the international know-how that can be gathered from outside of Italy can also slowly find its way into Italy, which uh, uh, as uh, some of you might know, it's a, a very traditional culinary culture. Yes, indeed. And, and as it's globalized, things have changed quite a bit outside of Italy. So I think what we, what we found very refreshing is to, to sort of see all the things that were actually not Italian, that we thought were Italian. <laughs> um, we're Italian, yeah. What, what is the structure of this program for students that join through your international network? So um, I think the best the, the first thing we should say is that there are going to be more than one program. So there is what is considered to be the, the go-to international culinary program, which is designed to be about a year long, and it's split into two different units or modules, if we can so call them. Uh, the introductory one is very much an introductory module in Italian cuisine. So it's composed by a two-month residential phase and a month-long internship. And the, the residential phases aimed very much at introducing uh, students to what food is in Italy and the actual contest it exists in. Because Italian cuisine is not just uh, uh, about recipes, cooking, tradition. It's also very much about its products. And to understand Italian products, you really have to go see where they're made, how they're made, because some of them are rather unique. Um, so the, the first two months there are spent obviously in the kitchen, there is a strong kitchen component, there is a hands-on component, but there is a good amount of field trips that take place. And I think it's during those that the understanding of what food in Italy really is comes about. Uh, and then obviously uh, this is followed by the training period there that we talk, we're talking about. And it's only a month 
long. It's about understanding what working with these products in a professional environment is all about. So, and it's also for, for those who haven't had maybe an introduction to the industry, it's also a chance to, you know, get the, the baptism of fire. <laughs> yes, in, don't we uh, know that. End up with. And there is a day assessment at the end, which is very much about um, uh, understanding from Alma's side whether the pupil has understood kind of the, the context that Italian cuisine exists in. And then um, after this uh, per course, then they can, they can take on the, the, the second phase or the second unit, which is a lot longer, is eight months. The residential phase is four months and it's followed by four months of training. So a, a tra an internship or trainingship that is four months long. So it's just as long as the time they spent in class. And here things change completely because there is obviously, yes, still a very strong um, hands-on component. So a lot of practice um, hours spent, you know, playing or also working in Alma, but also uh, the field trips are still there, but they're a lot more detailed and uh, they're a lot more technical, if you can so say, but also elements of pastry, bakery, um, uh, the Italian wines appellation system and also the tasting of Italian wine, uh, some nutrition and obviously health and safety notions are thrown in there. Uh, and there is also a component of Italian because of they say that it's easier to change languages than to change the way we eat. So obviously, if you are training into Italian cuisine, there is a degree or component of Italian that you must understand. Yes. And so at the end of this 12 months program, there is uh, basically, uh, Alma believes that uh, students can come out with a very good understanding of what Italian cuisine is. And interestingly, um, we're starting to see that more and more people stay in Italy, choose to stay in Italy, some even in Alma which to us is kind of like a, a sign of the, the course's success, or at least the fact that it has managed to entice yes. some of the students uh, so much that you know they actually fell in love with Italian, Italian cuisine. There are also a pastry program that is a lot shorter. It's uh, an introduction into Italian pastry. It's not so much a technical course in pastry, but it's very much about what pastry is in Italy. And mm -hmm. um, as you know, Adele, Italian, Italian cuisine is very unique and Italian pastries can be uh, very foreign to somebody who's not accustomed to them. You know, there can be a lot of cheese. There's a lot of uh, drier kind of consistencies that, although are very much traditional. But for those who maybe were um, interested in just understanding the context Italian cuisine exists in, then there are weak courses just really to explore Italian cuisines. And they are cuisines, excuse me, and they're very much more gathered toward understanding the production of the products behind the cuisine itself. Mm -hmm. You have mentioned the language, and I remember a student saying to me, um, and I, I said to them, you know, classes are all taught in English, and they were very happy about that. And when I met them later at Alma, they said to me, you know what, it was very important to learn the Italian. They said because when they were doing their practical in the kitchen, they said although their chefs could speak English, they said when in service and under pressure, there was one language in the kitchen, and it was Italian. So. Italian, absolutely. And I also think maybe it's a good way of picking up extra tips, you know, because, uh, you know, when there is a bit of what I call chef talk behind the scenes, mm. then if, if, two, if two chefs are really kind of like clearing out uh, um, an aspect of a preparation with each other, then I think you can kind of like eavesdrop a little bit. And oh, absolutely. Way, which is, absolutely. Be part of the kitchen gossip. But I think most importantly, you're able to access the culture. And I think that Absolutely. is that is why we also encourage that our students already start with with Italian in South Africa. But talking about the the workplace experience, can you mm -hmm. elaborate a bit about the different um, establishments where students get their workplace experience in this program? 
Sure. Uh, so uh, I think this is one of the most exciting aspects of Alma. The, um, the network of restaurants that Alma has relationships with is massive. It covers every single region, every single main city you can think of, but also different types of establishments. So um, not everybody, for example, feels like uh, tackling Italian cuisine, or maybe not everybody has the skills or the desire to go through, let's call it the, the Michelin style path. So uh, those are all available. So you students could end up in a one, two or three Michelin star restaurant and all these restaurants are very eager to take on both Alma students that come from Italy and the international ones because obviously for the international students they understand that there is an international component getting into their kitchen you know so mm -hmm. there is a lot of osmosis that goes on there uh, but also they could end up in a trattoria in an osteria in a very traditional family restaurant so there is Really, the, the options are as, as, as diverse as people, characters, and also aims might be because, you know, not, not everybody entering the culinary program might want to use the knowledge the same way. Uh, they would also end up in maybe like uh, pastry labs or gastronomy labs, gastronomical labs where there is a heavy focus on preparation, traditional preparations, but a completely different way of getting food to the customer. So that really the, the, there's a lot that can be done. And if we had to sum it up in one go, like they could really choose from any of the Italian kind of like, uh, let's call it market realities or even just segmentations. That's probably mm. another way of saying it. So that there is really an abundance of choice. And I, I'm, I'm going to underline this is probably one of the most beautiful aspects of our my great relationships with the Italian hospitality industry. And I think what I've seen in, in, in our experience is that it just reminds you how vast the food industry is, is that we are not Absolutely. just about restaurants, that it's about learning the language of food in general, um, and Absolutely. that it can be applied across such a wide variety of, of, of fields. Absolutely. You, you mentioned like Italian and Italian cuisine or just all cuisine existing within the context of globalization. And there are so many different ways of being a chef at the moment. It's so exciting. Like really, you, you could... You could choose so many different avenues, like some probably even so new that, you know, how, how, how do you get into them? It's all about, you know, understanding creativity or even just spur of the moment. But really, there is there, there is so much variety really to choose from at the moment. It's encouraging, I'd say, in a way. Oh, definitely. I couldn't agree more. What would you say are the benefits for international students to study Italian cuisine and to specifically study it at Alma? I'm going to... Um, Refer to something you said earlier on, and it was beautiful for us to understand what was really Italian and what wasn't. So I think like with any cuisine, as soon as it leaves its country of origin, it changes and it's just kind of, it's, it's just how it is. There's nothing, um, nothing wrong about it. It's a very natural step in its kind of like uh, getting out of its own reality and then moving through uh, other cultures or whatever. But coming to Alma really shows you, first of all, obviously, because this is a school that it's uh, really can be considered the epicenter of Italian cuisine as far as education goes like if i always say um i'm a bit partisan i'm gonna say it anyhow if it does if you don't see it at alma and if you don't have a chance to discuss it without a chef at alma then it's probably a conversation that is not happening within italian cuisine at the moment there, there is a lot of attention to detail when it comes to food history the different regional cuisines but also implementation so you actually learn really how to do it and then for sure, you, you, you demystify things that are Italian and that are not Italian. And, and more so in that the process of demystification, you also get to see different approaches because you'll see different chefs, not only from Alma, but also from outside coming to Alma, doing demonstrations. You get a chance to prepare dinners with chefs 
who have restaurants in Italy and are coming just for the occasion to work with a class. Um, so you really get to you really get to understand Italian cuisine within the context of hospitality, and you get to see many different phases of it, which I think it's uh, very exciting. Yeah, I, I think it is something that I often highlight in our open days when we talk about this course, is when I spent some time years ago at OMA, um, what I really loved was the guest chefs and their lectures that they that they come and do. So the students go and they do a workplace experience with one chef. But through this exposure of guest chefs, you learn the food philosophy of so many different chefs. And I thought that absolutely. that was just absolutely uh, enriching for any young chef and their food mind. Um, that's that's still developing. Absolutely valuable. Yeah, I agree. And if you think about the message of a lot of like great chefs, even when they recount their formation years, they they would say like, I spent a lot of time with one person who gave me the you know the the, the bones of the job, and then I I traveled. I went to see different establishments. I went to try different cuisine, different restaurants, different places, different chefs. And that I think is what really enriches a chef at the end. And getting a chance to do it when you're studying really sets the pace for maybe a, a, an even greater desire to learn once you leave. Mm, absolutely. It all sounds very exciting, but we know that it is not without its challenges to study abroad. What are some of the major challenges that, that you've experienced that students find when they study abroad? Well, um, this is something very close to home for me because when I when I came to Alma the first time, I came from years of not living in Italy, so I didn't realize how much I changed. So uh, I was lucky enough to know the language, and that is going to be definitely one of the biggest hurdles. But then the simple fact that you're immersing yourself in a completely different culture, uh, you're you're arriving in a town where f everything is about food, uh, but also you're arriving in a, in a very specific region. Uh, unique people, the people of Emilia Romagna are one of a kind. So the, the, the cultural differences are massive. And then I'm trying to understand um, not so much whether you like them or not, but you're just trying to understand how they relate to you, you know, to your experience is also always a very exciting step to take, but it can be a little tricky. You know, the weather is very peculiar, very specific here. So, you know, we have foggy winters and muggy summers. So if somebody is not accustomed to that, that could be an issue. But obviously, you, you, I'd say studying abroad, you know, there are all the issues of traveling and then living in another country. But then I also must say studying cooking abroad is it's it's uh, you know anything that has got to do with food can be very challenging you know some students might come taste something understand it but then probably not know what ingredients have gone in there or understand the specific steps that were taken to get to the point so you're learning how to live in a different country and you're learning how to you know uh, eat in a different way and cook in a different way and those three elements put together can be very very challenging but luckily i think passion is what uh, kind of like uh, drives every student we've seen in their international program. So they really grind through it. And it's, it's beautiful to see there's a lot of desire to succeed or at least, you know, come out of it with a good understanding of what is going on. I uh, have, I think once they've tasted Colatello, they will forgive the fog in the winter <laughs> if they understand that beautiful <laughs> process. But it is uh, indeed you, you, pe peculiar. And I think that uh, it's so beautiful in Italy to see how, how the products and the terroir and the, and the climate all work together. So um, Absolutely. Even, even in that, there's a lesson. That's fantastic because it's it's kind of like the, the 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 catchphrase that gets thrown around whenever you have a foggy day. It's like, oh yeah, but you know those hams are curing just the way they should. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> but talking about the education of these young chefs, many years ago. Um, when we first visited Alma, I remember Chef Michelle Magada said to me that the most difficult thing to teach international students is the Italian spirit. 
Mm. What mm -hmm. did he mean by this? And is Italian cuisine difficult to master? I guess they're kind of like two questions that are very much interlinked. So understanding the Italian spirit is understanding. First of all, uh, there is the roots, the connection with the, with the landscape and with, pro with, you know, with traditional products is very, very strong. And when that doesn't apply, then there is a, a very strong philosophy and way of thinking and acting behind Italian cuisine that it's all about simplicity and like the utmost respect for ingredients. And sometimes, especially, um, you know, if you think about the big culinary movements that have taken place in the last 30 years, if you think about molecular gastronomy, for example, or even some, in some cases, think about novel cuisine, uh, they were about the product, but they were also about working the product quite a bit. And this is something that in Italy sometimes just doesn't go down very well, especially if you uh, happen to work with a chef who really believes in its own culinary roots, which might not be Italian, you know, might just be regional. And this is another very important aspect to understand. Italy is a small country of 20 21 regions and each one of them has its own regional cuisine and in some cases if you were to pick two that were you know maybe uh, let's call it a few regions apart so region in the north and a region in the south they will be two separate words they have nothing in common different cooking fats uh, different flavors different approach to cold cuts cheeses even techniques you know you might find smoking in the north of italy you find zero smoking in the south of italy yeah. uh, pasta is not just one thing it changes as you travel through the country so this is really important to understand and it's confusing it is <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 there is sense in the madness and this is very much at understanding the italian spirits this, even from the outside italians seem to be very exuberant and very you know very a lot of unpredictable maybe and this is exactly how the cuisine is and there is nothing unusual for italians but when coming from um when coming from the outside and also maybe when trying to really understand how to learn Italian cuisine, uh, seeing all these changes that are constantly evolving as well can be a little bit complicated. So a little bit difficult, excuse me. And then is it is it difficult to master? I, I don't think so. I think like just every other cuisine, like you really have to have the desire to understand that it's something that as with anything takes a very long time. And the first step is really accepting this, this great diversity as normality and kind of going with the flow, which means maybe bumping along a few contradictions here and there because two different regional approaches might mean, might even be contradicting each other sometimes. Yes. Uh, but if you can contextualize it in the right place and with the right ingredients and with the right techniques, then it kind of slowly becomes natural. I often get asked by people, why do I continue to return to Italy? Because I've, <laughs> since uh, since the, we went to, to Oma um, those many years ago, I've, I've gone back frequently for holidays, even my honeymoon. Um, we've just fallen in love with Italy. And people always say to me, well, you know, there are other countries. And then I say, but Italy, Every region, it feels a bit like a different country. It is different every mm -hmm. time. And I think that regionality yeah. is, is, is definitely one of the things that we um, love most about it. And of course, the ingredients that they produce. Um, mm. Which one of these amazing Italian ingredients mm. are your favorite, Chef? And here is where more contradictions begins, because ideally, like the, the answer should be just 
products for one region, but uh, this is not the case for me. I'm a massive fan of Parmigiano Reggiano. Oh. Um, I it's uh, I always say like two years ago I fell in love with Parmigiano Reggiano and my wife and my future wife. So <laughs> it's it's really something that I've investigated to the point of getting to know the dairies and the different farmers. I think it's a wonderful product, but I don't think it's the only Italian cheese, for example, worth of notice. I'm a big fan of pecorinos, so sheep based uh, sheep milk based cheeses, and they are found throughout Italy and they change completely from one region to another. So I, I find it f- fascinating for what they are, for how they taste and how they change. I love culatello uh, just as mm. much as uh, <laughs> um, I think you do. <laughs> I love yes. culatello, but I also like the, the colcas, the salumi from southern Italy that are drier, hotter. Uh, I think they're very, very exciting and, and unique for what they are. But uh, what fascinates me above everything is the fact that Italy has a lot of certified products, a lot of PDOs, mm. PGIs, but most of them are not cheeses or cold cuts, as one would think. They're actually fruit and vegetables. And when you actually dwell into the markets in Italy, you find amazing seasonality and beautiful products. And I think that's the part of Italian cuisine that probably, and the products that stimulate me the most, but there's so many that mentioning them won't <laughs> take a while. We've we've talked product and we've talked Italian spirit, but in your opinion, what is the most important thing to learn about Italian cuisine? Because of its uh, variety, I think there is uh, a, something for everybody. And also that the blockbuster dishes that are known uh, outside of Italy are from some very specific regions. And uh, whether they are changed or not when they travel, uh, what's interesting is that if you were to look at the root root towns, root regions, you'll find that they're very, very oftentimes they match. So there's very few places in Italy that have exported dishes that have become worldwide famous or famous around the world. And when you travel in the places that don't match this search, then you find even greater diversity. So I think that is, um, it's the excitement that goes with it. I mean, to this day, I've been, this is year 26 of cooking for me. Mm-hmm. And um, I still learn about new recipes. And it's happened the other day. I had no idea something existed. Maybe stale bread and apples. And I was like, what is this? And every, like the girl who was working with me, 21, she looked at me, she said, don't you know it? And I said, actually, I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. And that is what I really like. It's constantly, constantly surprising me. That's the beauty of food. And I think also what I enjoy as a culinary lecturer is that fact that we continue learning every day. Um, mm-hmm, absolutely. So we've talked about Italian cuisine changing, and it has definitely changed significantly um, over the last few years. Uh, well, not the traditional cuisines, but Italian cuisine has evolved over the last two decades from some of those comforting regional dishes like pizza pasta that the, the cuisine is known for and famous for to a contemporary cuisine that has received the highest accolades in the world with your Osteria Francescana named the world's best restaurant on more than one occasion. What has sparked this evolution in Italian cuisine? So there was one point where Italian chefs definitely realized that um, this beautiful product biodiversity was a strength and this heterogeneous cuisine was a strength. That this strong concept of tradition was definitely a strength, but also um, that all these three concepts could very much be evolved 
And you mentioned globalization. We mentioned it twice already, but um, it's um, coming from the certainty of having a great culinary culture, but then realizing that outside of Italy, there were some fantastic things happening. I think Italian realized that they had something to contribute. And to do that, they had to, to a certain extent, not so much move away from tradition, but either like highlight it as for what it really was or evolve it as much as possible, while at the same time not moving away from it. So they followed the, the culinary movements that were happening internationally, but they kept them really Italian in a way. And that is something that was really appreciated. And um, mm. so you mentioned pasta and pizza, and, and, and they were they are definitely like, national dishes in a way you could say but if you were to look at different regions there are many different iconic preparations and in a scenario where outside of italy most of them were known like working on them like really trying to get them to the to, a, to an international clientele or, or at least showing them to an international clientele in a modern key kind of really presented a completely new version of italian cuisine that became uh, very appreciated and obviously Osteria Francescana, it's uh, Massimo Bottura has this amazing, amazing creative mind. And, you know, seeing somebody like that and realizing that this could be done, that obviously motivated many others to kind of not take the same path, but at least question tradition as a monolithic structure that couldn't be challenged. Yeah, and he certainly did that. But uh, I think, you know, if you, if you look at his food also, I think perhaps one of the chefs that has represented the, his region um, in some of the most beautiful ways. And Absolutely. to really sort of create Absolutely. amazing conversations. I'm just thinking about his, his dish on Parmesan with the, with the five different textures. It must be something that you quite enjoy as, as one Absolutely. of your favorite ingredients. <laughs> indeed, indeed. That and bollito non bollito. Uh, yes. Crazy, crazy interpretation. Yeah, absolutely. So work with that. And then obviously, I think at the beginning, maybe it was, it felt also very daring to play with, with uh, or at least to create with Parmigiano Reggiano that way. Uh, but I you know um, he was proved right. And like, like I think many others will. Mm -hmm. So who are the others? Because who are those sh the Italian chefs that are currently doing interesting things that we should be keeping an eye out for? Um, I think for interesting, I'm gonna I'm gonna split it in two different categories because I think interesting is innovation and interesting interesting is also tradition. So mm -hmm. Massimo Bottura has to be mentioned, even if we've mentioned him already. We, I think his name should go in there, and also Massimiliano Alaimo should be mentioned. And first of all, his approach to cuisine in general, but uh, also for the incredible work that he's doing as a restaurateur with his family as well, because they are, they're, they're really innovating in the kitchen, but also the concept of restaurant is changing with them in Italy, and the concept of owning a restaurant and being a restaurateur is changing. I think that is something that is very, very interesting because, you know, hospitality is a passion, but it's also a business. Without the business, we don't have the passion. So, so uh, I think the Alaimos must be very definitely mentioned, and Massimiliano in particular, I mean, he's the chef, the, the creative mind behind it all. Um, I think Nico Romito is another great name um, that must be mentioned for the same reasons uh, that we mentioned Massimiliano Alaimo, but also very importantly, because he had a to begin with and he still has an incredibly strong link with the original cuisine and he's in no way limited by actually it seems that uh, you know the more he investigates tradition the more he's able to create recreate and 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 bring forward very much contemporary approaches with an incredibly passionate link to tradition 
Paolo Lopriore uh, is, mm. is a chef that has always been worth of mention. He's forever an innovator and a minimalist. And also, in a, in a certain way, he's an avant-garde. Like he's, he's, uh, he seems to be on some things, uh, sometimes very much a few steps ahead of others. Um, and he's also this beautiful uh, mix of innovation and tradition, but it interpreted in a completely different way than the previous. A uh, few we've mentioned, and I think when it, it comes to tradition, we we really should mention Nadia Santini, um, who is first of all she's the woman of Italian hospitality, no no hands about it, and also um, she keeps representing very very high level traditional approaches that without her I wouldn't say would be lost, but at least maybe they we can say they won't they wouldn't be uh, seen with as such high esteem or regard. Uh, and the fact that she's been doing it for so long kind of like reminds us all that there is a space for tradition and we should never, must must never forget it. Uh, and I think when you look at, I mean, this is very close to Alma's heart as well. Gualtiero Marchesi, the last dean of Alma, was a great influence on Italian cuisine and all his pupils are in their own way still very much innovators um, on a different level because of age and because of the historical context and the actual you know, the world of cooking has changed, but they are definitely doing a great job. So must be mentioned. I think lots of interesting things to to, to keep an eye on. And uh, yeah, I think it's every time that uh, I've visited Italy to sort of see the new names and to see some of this innovation mm-hmm. has been incredibly inspiring. Absolutely. I think maybe, you know what, now if, if I can um, spend a few more minutes on this. I think also mm-hmm. one interesting thing, Adele, would be um, to, 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 to mention all those that are doing a great job in specific areas. Like we, we, we obviously are very passionate about chefs, but um, you mentioned pizza, for example. There are some chefs within that realm that are doing fantastic things. If we think about baking or if we think about pastry, you know, mm-hmm. in, in every single context, there are people who are really, even just gelateria ice cream making, there are some people who are really pushing the envelope. And I think all, without actually, you know, getting into the names, but all those chefs should really be mentioned because in the last 10 years, Italian cuisine, all aspects of Italian cuisine has really moved forward in leaps and bounds, which is very, very exciting to see. Yeah, I think that takes us back to the different practical ex- establishments that we talked about earlier on, saying how vast the field has, has become. Um, and it's really encouraging that there's excellence in all of those areas. Absolutely. We're finding ourselves in very strange times um, hmm. with COVID. In your opinion, what is the future of Italian cuisine, especially in a post-COVID world? They are very trying, for sure. Uh, the whole industry is suffering. I think globally, the whole industry is suffering. Hmm. Absolutely, it's, uh, it's 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 being slowed down. A lot of people are probably going to be forced to close. Uh, some others might, you know, hang in there. So I think, first of all, when we will be talking about you know this this, this situation in the past, I think um, there is going to be a lot of desire to begin sharing those experiences once again. So hospitality, I think, will go through a little bit of a, a sudden boom. Uh, what it will bring, effectively, I don't know, but I think. There is going to be a little spot of simplification, which I don't mean that things are confused or over, over, overthought at the moment. But I think going back to the roots a little bit is going to be something, some sort of comfort that people are going to be looking for. So they're going to be looking for that kind of tradition to come out and be expressed. But that said, tradition being expressed in 2020, hopefully one, it's going to be, <laughs> you know, it's, it's going to be very, very contemporary as well. So I think we're going to see a, a lot more of this specialization that we are seeing at the moment. And also I think we're seeing, uh, we're going to see a, a restaurant sector that on the whole, 
it, it's going to be wanting to really, really please the customer. So it wouldn't surprise me if we're going to see, uh, and I can't even envision them, but just new approaches of welcoming and presenting and, and, and even utilizing ingredients that at the moment maybe we're taking for granted or we're not even thinking about. So I think there's going to be a big part of innovation. And I would say in Italy, this is going to happen, but not only. And not only. And uh, another thing that I think this is going to bring is a big desire for international cuisines to enter the Italian realm as well. We've, let's I call it the green movement, which is mm-hmm. probably the, the completely wrong term. But if we're thinking about organic, we're thinking about vegetarian, if we're thinking about plant-based, there is a great momentum from that in Italy, mm. which is fantastic to see. And it's also very close to home in many occasions. But I also think that we're going to be seeing the desire for something Again, maybe the wrong term, exotic, different from the norm. So these two things, I think, will just really run one against each other. <laughs> well, excuse me, one alongside each other to, to surprise us somehow. I think that, it, that could happen. I think after this year, we are uh, quite ready for surprises. So Absolutely. hopefully 2021 will, uh, will bring some good ones this time around. Chef um, so Richie, thank you so much for joining me at a, at a time when we are desperate for the world to return to normal so that we can once again eat proper pizza in Naples and Polito Misto with Piera and Verona or Tortelli d'Arbete in Parma or that Colatello, of course. Um, of course. It's been absolutely great to at least have some Italian contact to remind us what awaits again in the near future. Thank you once again. Fantastic. Thank you very much for having me. It was lovely talking to you. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.